You are now tuning into the No Small Talk podcast, and we're your hosts, Ebony and Sherry, two introverts who actually do enjoy conversations, as long as it's not small talk, and you don't have to settle for small talk either. Change the conversation. We're here to show you how. With our conversation starters, we want to help you enjoy meaningful conversations and build better relationships in order to succeed in business, life, and in love. We'll show you how to be confident, present, and vulnerable while starting conversations that you enjoy. Relationships, parenting, careers, money, and wellness are all topics we discuss right here on this podcast. So get your headphones, your cup of tea, and get ready to be inspired to start your next conversation. No small talk. Uh, they cannot do what they want. I got my freedom of speech. Yeah. Get to say what I want. They cannot lock me outside. I walk in right through the front. With a big back like I'm back. You need to get my respect. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the No Small Talk Podcast. Hope everyone is well. Hope you're good. And we are excited to have another conversation with you all. But before we get into this week's conversation, we need you to do one thing. Go and subscribe to the podcast. And while you're there, leave a review. Reviews help the podcast with visibility and help other introverts and people like you find us. It's really important that our podcast shows up and other people can find us and enjoy the conversations and learn some really good skills and practical steps on how to show up more boldly and confident as an introvert. And I would like to read to you a review that we recently received. This review comes from Startup Heart Up. And she says, listening to these ladies makes me feel like I'm sitting right there with my own mug of tea. They are engaging and authentic and there is literally no fluff to be seen. I so appreciate their willingness to let me into these honest and meaningful conversations. Yes, Startup Heart Up. That's exactly what we like to hear. The fact that you highlighted that we are engaging and authentic, that's really what we are encouraging all of our listeners to be more of as they go out and have conversations, really dare to be engaging and authentic. We don't like fluff. We don't like small talk. We do like honest. We do like meaningful. And we believe that we can all do it no matter how introverted we are. We all have it in us. It's just a matter of knowing how we like to do it what makes us more comfortable and really being confident in yourself, not shying away from the fact that you're an introvert and show up as you are. So thanks again, Startup Heart Up. And for the rest of you all, if you have not already left a review, please go ahead and do it now. And if you have already, we love you. Okay, (laughs) so getting into this week's episode, we are listening to episode 28 of the No Small Talk podcast, and today's episode is titled Activism Needs Introverts. So we've been seeing a lot of activism, specifically protests and marches around the racial injustice and police brutality against African-Americans, Blacks in America. And I'm sure a lot of introverts like you have been equally disturbed by what's been happening and you want to get involved, you want to be engaged in promoting social change, but you don't know how. Many of you are not into protests. Many of you find talking to many people exhausting and overwhelming. We get it. 
that's an introvert thing. But today we would like to present a TED Talk by Sarah Corbett. Sarah Corbett is an activist and a self-proclaimed introvert. And she discusses more quiet ways that introverts can engage people in social change without all the quote unquote loud stuff. Yes, that's what she calls it, loud stuff. There are different ways that introverts can become more engaged. A lot of the things that will promote social change are done behind the scenes, things that people don't see. And so we thought that this presentation would be perfect for all you introverts who are looking for the quieter ways to promote social change in these current times. So sit back, grab your cup of tea, and take a listen to what Miss Sarah Corbett has to say. No small talk. years ago, about seven years ago, I found myself hiding in a festival toilet, a music festival toilet. And if anyone's been to a music festival, yeah, you'll know that by the third day, it's pretty nasty. I was standing in the toilet because I couldn't even sit down because the toilet roll had run out, there was mud everywhere, and it smelled pretty bad. And I stood there thinking, what am I doing? I don't even need the toilet. But the reason I went was because I was volunteering for a large charity on climate justice. And it was seven years ago when lots of people didn't believe in climate change. People were very cynical about activism. And my role with all my teammates was to get people to sign petitions on climate justice and educate them a bit more about the issue. And I cared deeply about climate change and lots of inequality. So I'd go and I'd talk to lots of people, which made me nervous and drained me of energy. But I did it because I cared. But I would hide in the toilets because I'd be exhausted. And I didn't want my teammates doubting my commitment to the cause, thinking that I was slacking. And we'd go and meet at the end of our shift, and we'd count how many petitions had been signed. And often I'd win the amount of petitions signed, even though I had my little breaks in the toilet. But I was always very jealous of the other activists, because either they had the same amount of energy as they had when they began the shift of getting people to sign petitions, or often they had more energy, and they'd be really excited about then going to watch the bands in the evening and having a dance. And even if I loved the bands, all I wanted to do was to go back to my tent and have a sleep, because I'd just feel completely wiped out. And I was really jealous of people that had the energy to go and party hard at the festivals. But it also made me really angry as well inside. I thought, this isn't fair. I'm an introvert, and all of the offline campaigning seems to be favoring extroverts. I would go on marches, which drained me. That was the other option. Or I'd go and join campaigns outside embassies or shops. The only thing that was on offer was around lots of people. It was very loud activism, always involved lots of people. It was performing. None of it was for introverts. And I not only thought that that wasn't fair, because a third to a half of the world's population are introverts, which isn't fair on them, because we'd burn out or would be put off by activism and not do it. And everyone needs to be an activist in this world. And also, I didn't think it was particularly clever. 
but I could see that a lot of the activism that worked wasn't only extrovert activism. It wasn't only the loud stuff. It wasn't about people performing all the time. A lot of the work that was needed was in the background, was hidden, wasn't seen. And when I ended up just being a campaigner, because it's the only job I can do really, I was campaigning at university, and for the last 10 years I've been a professional campaigner for large charities, and now I'm a creative campaigner consultant for different charities as well as other work I do. But I knew that there were other forms of activism that were needed. I started tinkering about seven years ago to see what quieter forms of activism I could engage with so I didn't burn out as an activist but also to look at some of the issues I was concerned about in campaigning. I was very lucky that when I worked for Oxfam and other big charities that I could read lots of big reports on what influenced politicians and businesses and general public, what campaigns worked really well, which ones didn't. I'm a bit of a geek, so I look at all of that stuff. And I wanted to tinker around to see how I could engage people in social change in a different way. Because I think that if we want the world to be more beautiful, kind and just, then our activism should be beautiful, kind and just. And often it's not. And today I just want to talk about three ways that I think activism needs introverts. I think there's lots of other ways, but I'm just going to talk about three. And the first one is activism is often very quick and it's about doing. So extroverts, often their immediate response to injustices, we've got to do stuff now, we've got to react really quickly, and yes, we do need to react, but we need to be strategic in our campaigning. And if we just act on anger, often we do the wrong things. I use craft, like needlework, like this guy behind me is doing, as a way to not only slow down those extrovert doers, but also to bring in nervous, quiet introverts into activism. By doing repetitive actions like handicraft, you can't do it fast, you have to do it slowly. And those repetitive stitches help you meditate on the big, complex, messy social change issues and figure out what we can do as, an, as a citizen, as a consumer, as a constituent, and all of those different things. It helps you think critically while you're stitching away. And it helps you be more mindful of what are your motives. Are you that Barbie aid worker that was mentioned before? Are you about joining people in solidarity? Or do you want to be the saviour, which often isn't very ethical? But doing needlework together as well, extroverts and introverts and omniverts, everyone's on the scale in different places, because it's a quiet, slow form of activism. It really helps introverts be heard in other ways, in other areas where they're often not heard. So because it sounds odd, but while you're stitching, you don't need eye contact with people. So for nervous introverts, it means that you can stitch away next to someone or a group of people and ask questions that you're thinking that often you don't get time to ask people or you're too nervous to ask if you give them eye contact. So you can get introverts who are those big, deep thinkers saying, that's really interesting that you want to do that extrovert form of activism that's about shaming people or quickly going out somewhere. But who are you trying to target and how? And is that the best way to do it? So it means you can have these discussions in a very slow way, which is great for the extrovert to slow down and think deeply, but it's really good for the introvert as well to be heard and to feel part of that movement for change in a good way. 
Some ways we do it is stitch cards about what values we thread through our activism and making sure that we don't just react in unethical ways. One, sometimes we work with art institutions where we'll get over 150 people at the V&A who can come for hours, sit and stitch together on a particular issue, and then tweet what they're thinking or how it went, like this one. Also, I always think that activism needs introverts because we're really good at intimate activism. So we're good at slow activism, and we're really good at intimate activism. And if this year's told us anything, it's told us that we need to, when we're engaging power holders, we need to engage them by listening to people we disagree with, by building bridges, not wars, walls or wars, and by being critical friends, not aggressive enemies. And one example that I do a lot with introverts, but with lots of people, is make gifts for people in power. So not be outside screaming at them, but to give them something like a bespoke handkerchief, saying, don't blow it, use your power for good. We know you've got a difficult job in your position of power. How can we help you? And what's great is for the introverts, we can write letters while we're making these gifts. So for us, Marks and Spencers, we tried to campaign um, to get them to imp implement the living wage. So we made them all the board members, 14 board members, bespoke handkerchiefs. We wrote them letters, we boxed them up, and we went to the AGM to hand-deliver our gifts and to have that form of intimate activism where we had discussions with them. And what was brilliant was that the chair of the board told us how amazing our campaign was, how heartfelt it was. The board members, like Martha Lane Fox, who has hundreds and thousands of followers on Twitter and highly influential in business, tweeted how impressed she was. And within 10 months, we'd had meetings with Marks and Spencers to say, we know this is difficult to be a living wage employer, but if you can be one, the rest of the sector will look at it. And it's not right that some of your amazing workers are working full time and still can't pay their bills. And we love Marks and Spencers. How can you be the role model that we want you to be? So that was that intimate form of activism. We had lots of meetings with, me, with them. We then... Um, gave them Christmas cards and Valentine's cards to say, we really want to encourage you to implement the living wage. And within 10 months, they'd announced to the media that they were going to pay the independent living wage. And now... Thank you. And now we're trying to work with them to be accredited, which is really important. And we went back to the last AGM this June, and we had these amazing one-to-one -one discussions with the board members who told us how much they loved their hankies and how it really moved them what we were doing. And they all told us that if we were standing outside screaming at them and not being gentle in our protests, they wouldn't have even listened to us, never mind had those discussions with us. And I think introverts are really good at intimate activism because we like to listen, we like one-to-ones, we don't like small talks. We like those big, juicy issues to discuss with people. We don't like conflict, so we avoid it at all costs, which is really important when we're trying to engage power holders not to be conflicting with them all the time. The third way I think activists are really really missing out if they don't engage introverts is that introverts, like I said, can be half of the world's population. And most of us won't say that we're introverts or we get embarrassed by saying what overwhelms us. So for me, a few years ago, my mum used to send me texts in capital letters, and she can now do emojis and everything, she's fine. 
But as soon as I'd see this text, I'd wince. I'd think, oh, it's capital letters, it's too much. And I'd have to ignore it to read the lovely text she sent me. And that's a bit embarrassing to tell people that capital letters overwhelm you. But we really need introverts to help us do intriguing activism that attracts them rather than puts them off. We're put off by big and brash giant posters in capital letters and exclamation marks telling us what to do and vying for our attention. So some of the things I do with people around the world who take part is make small bits of provocative street art, which are hung off eye level, very small, and they're provocative messages. They're not preaching at people or telling them what to do. They're just getting people to engage in different ways and think for themselves because we don't like to be told what to do. It might be wearing a green heart on your sleeve, saying what you love and how climate change will affect it. And we'll wear it, and if people say, why are you wearing a green heart with the word chocolate on? And we can have those one-to-one -one intimate conversations and say, I love chocolate, climate change is going to affect it. And I think there's lots of other things that climate change will affect, and I really want to make sure I'm part of the solution and not the problem. And then we normally deflect because we don't like to be center of attention and say, what do you love and how will climate change affect it? Or it might be shop dropping instead of shoplifting, where we'll make little mini scrolls with lovely stories on about what's the story behind your clothes. Is it a joyful story of how it's made or is it a torturous one? And we'll just drop them in little pockets in shops, all lowercase, all handwritten, with kisses and smiley faces in ribbon, and then people are excited that they found it. And we often drop them in unethical shops or in people in friend pockets. And it's a way that we can do offline campaigning that engages us and doesn't burn us out, but also engages other people in an intriguing way online and offline. So I've got two calls to action for the introverts and for the extroverts, for the amniverts, you're involved in all the way. For the extroverts, I want to say that when you're planning a campaign, think about introverts. Think about how valuable our skills are just as much as extroverts. We're good at slowing down and thinking deeply and the detail of issues, we're really good at bringing them out. We're good at intimate activism, so use us in that way. And we're good at intriguing people by doing strange little things that help create conversations and thought. Introverts, my call to action for you is, I know you like being on your own. I know you like being in your head. But activism needs you. So sometimes you've got to get out there. It doesn't mean that you've got to turn into an extrovert and burn out, because that's no use for anyone. But what it does mean is that you should value the skills and the traits that you have that activism needs. So for everyone in this room, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert or an amnivert, the world needs you now more than ever, and you've got no excuse not to get involved. Thanks. Didn't you love Sarah's presentation? I love the fact that she really tapped into her own skills and talents as an introvert and just generally knowing her strengths and knowing how to incorporate her strengths into the work of activism. And I think that we can all do that. The challenge for this week is to really tap into your strengths and your talents and examine your style as an introvert and see what you can do to promote social injustice in your more quiet way. 
I think one of the great things that Sarah mentioned was the ability to write letters. As introverts, we like to take our time, we like to think, and we're generally great writers. Many of us tend to prefer writing than speaking. And so maybe it is writing a letter to your local representatives or your state representatives or someone in Congress. Maybe it's also writing an email or a note for your friends who want to be more engaged in social activism but don't know how to. So I know that a lot of organizations have been promoting people to call their district attorney or to call their local officials on behalf of some of the individuals who've lost their lives. And there's no script, right? So somebody might call but not know what to say. Maybe you can write a short blurb for people to say when they make those calls. That is your contribution to the cause and that is something behind the scenes that does not require you to be loud or do too much engagement. I think that's a great step. I'm thinking about that myself. But there's just so much more we can do as introverts. Don't feel like we have to be left out of the conversation, left out of the movement. There's so many great things about us. And as Sarah said, activism needs introverts. So hope you were inspired and motivated by this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode. And next week, we will be easing back into our general conversation starters. And don't think that by us easing back into the conversation starters, we are forgetting about our responsibility in the cause. We are going to continue to do work in the activism space because the conversations cannot end. We're just going to mix up the conversations and make sure there's balance. All right. So hope you enjoyed the conversation. Hope to see you on our Facebook group page where we have a deeper dive into the episodes. We can go deeper into the conversations and we'd like to hear your thoughts and your opinions on the topic. So join us on the No Small Talk Facebook group and let us know how you feel. You can also leave your thoughts on our Instagram page, No Small Talk Podcast. Whatever resonated with you on this episode and the presentation, let us know and tag us using no small talk podcast or hashtag no small talk and we'll connect with you on that side all right have a good one and remember no small talk on god i come from a place that goes so hard i'm not afraid of words you can bring the bar if you don't want problems then don't start don't start they told me shut up and dribble tell your president act presidential bottom line i won't keep quiet not this time not this time